Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I'm Alec Moppa, and it's my job, my only job, to say welcome to the show, the queen of all things, Lonnie Love! Hello, Alec. How are you? (laughs) I don't know if I should be seen with you or talk to you because you have been causing quite the scandal on the internet. Please inform people because I have no idea what's going on. This is the story. Lonnie Love told Nicki Minaj in her tweet, and I quote, have fun and break a leg tonight, Nicki Minaj. Now, she was the host for the VMAs. Yes. I know Nicki since... So why are you wishing her violence? Why are you... (laughs) People break limbs every day, Uh, Lonnie. It is no laughing matter. Cancel Lonnie Love. So here's the thing. So I put out the tweet... And I'm just wishing my friend, Nikki, you know, it's a showbiz term. I, I, I send the tweet and just walk away. And then, like, two days later, this is how much I'm not even in, involved in my Twitter. I was like, wow, I got a lot of quote tweets. You have 438 quote tweets. Let me read to you something about them. George W. Bush got a burning hell for no child left behind. That lady's fans don't know what a figure of speech is. To all you young ones, break a leg, Alec, is what? A showbiz term. Because it's bad luck to say good luck. So on opening night, before you go on stage, instead of saying GL, you say break a leg. And that's the expression. So some of the quote tweets are, holy shit, the quote tweets are full of her fans who don't know that break a leg is what show people say instead of good luck. Break! I'm like this is this is why we need history. We need art history in the schools because now we can't even use phrases and all these. You know, and that's why I put my Twitter on. You can't reply because I knew nothing about this. One of my followers was like, "Wow, Lonnie was just trying to you know wish her good luck and all these people." Come. I was like, "Oh no!" Somebody quote me. tweeted these quote tweets are a case study for education reform. <laughs> The quotes here are disturbing. The Nicki Minaj fan base are unhinged. (laughs) To all the Nicki Minaj fans, 
I love Nicki Minaj. She was one of the first people to come on the reel, one of the first hip hop artists to support us. And so we always had this. Let me tell you, this is the second time something like this has happened, Alec, with me and Nicki. Okay, okay. Oh, here's here's one that was really like not that this is from a fan who didn't think it was funny. They said, mm. You trying to be funny? You wanna break her leg? <laughs> Yeah. But this is the thing. I just want to be clear about this. This is a showbiz term that we use. And I think we all learned something in the process. So if I have to be the person that learns something, and what I should have did was put, listen to Squirrel Friends. <laughs> oh, here's I didn't threat. even know it was trending. Okay, this is something I'm learning. Barbs, if you're a Nicki Minaj fan, are you called a Barbs? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know yes. that. What does that mean? Yes, they're Barbs. Because I think it's something to do with her being like a Barbie, like a black Barbie. So her fans are called. And let me tell you something. Nikki is very, very sweet and kind. Uh This is the second time something like this has happened. The first time was when she was pregnant and I put out a tweet. And you know, I put out a tweet and I walk away from it. And I thought that I saw that she had a boy. And I was like, oh, congratulations (laughs) on your boy. It yes. wasn't out yet, yes. and it went viral, and everybody's like, she's going to sue you. And she's, I was like, you guys, I promise you, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, there's some other I'm ones. A mess. There's some other ones. How about I break your leg? <laughs> break a leg? You wish you could break my leg. <laughs> this is the one. Like, break, break a leg? You break a leg. She got the part. <laughs> okay, here's another anyway. cool tweet. You trying to help Ike? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate you. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. We've got all that clear. What have you been up to, Alex, besides reading my tweets? I've been on Twitter. (laughs) Okay, before we go any further, oh, this is the best laugh I've had all day. Um, I'm glad. (coughs) Oh, goodness. Don't, Don't die. You know, what's funny is also the fact that you have to literally explain what break a leg means to people mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. Well, we don't have arts anymore in the schools. Seriously, okay. there are a lot of things that are missing. And we're talking about elementary, yes. middle school, high school. There's a we deeper level to that. this, folks. Oh, definitely. It reveals a big swath of ignorance in our country that people aren't <laughs> familiar with this idiom. But we are here to discuss RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race. But if you've listened to the show before, welcome back. If you're a new listener, welcome. The first 10 minutes are exclusively devoted to Lonnie Love's life. <laughs> I mean, this is like, Lonnie's next book is going to be all about the first 10 minutes of each one of these episodes. It's going to be painting her life in the year 2022, 2023. Well, I'm still in Vegas taping this show, yes. Magic with the Stars. When does it come out? When does it come out? Do you know? October 22nd. Oh, that's it's so come soon. Out, okay. And I'm ready to leave Vegas. This is my third week in Vegas. Oh, that's a Vegas long time. Vegas is not for me. Oh, it's so long. How many Elvis... How many Michael Jackson oh shows gosh. can I see on my off days? Did you go back uh, to Drag Race Live? I did. And oh. the girls were fabulous. And shout out to Kennedy Davenport. She has been extended oh. for the Drag Race Live here yes. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So her residency has extended. So she'll be on the show Till when? for at least a couple of more months. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was just announced. So, And if you come to Vegas, like I said, 
Come See Drag Race Live is a great show. Yeah. All different types of queens, and it's really fabulous. But congratulations to Kennedy on that. Did you go backstage and say hello to all the girls, or did you just saw Kennedy? No, I didn't have time. Oh. I just loved watching the show. She's but, too you know. big a star, folks. She's too big inciting violence <laughs> no, it's on not Twitter against so female rap stars to say hello to cancel, <laughs> hashtag cancel Lonnie. Hashtag Lottie Love is over. Hashtag listen to Squirrel Friends because today, this episode. You break a leg. We're going to talk about the celeb performances this week. We're going to talk about the winner and the bottom two. We're going to talk about the lip sync for your life and the reveal of Millie Von Sunshine as Jenna who? Jenna Ushkowitz from Glee. All right, let's get into this show. Last week, we had a tie between Chick-fil-A and Chakra 7. That's Chick Le Fay. Chick Le Fay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about, I'm hungry. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so last week we had a tie between Chick LaFay and Chakra Seven. They were the winners. That was the first time we ever had a tie. Uh, yes, that the was first time in a secret celebrity drag race herstory there was a tie. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And then the bottom two queens were who? Donna Bellissima and Jackie Wood were eliminated. And Jackie Wood was eliminated and revealed to be Tom Felicia, who I interviewed last week and was just delightful. Even though I did talk a little shit about him before the show, he was a really good. <laughs> Sport. How did that pan out? That's <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't do it on Twitter. <laughs> you break a leg. That's my favorite. One of the quote tweets. Okay, and I'll let it I'll let this go, I promise. One of the quotes said quote tweets said, How about I break your leg, New York style? <laughs> like Really? I'm yeah. from Detroit. I'll break your arms and your legs. Okay, look. If you have any questions other than my tweet from Nicki Minaj, <laughs> if you have any questions for the queens or any hot takes, remember to follow and message us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Lonnie Love at Twitter. Alec Mappa at Twitter. And Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram and Alec Mappa on Instagram. Let oh us know God. your hot takes. Let us know our conversation. Let us know who you think is going to win this season right. for Secret Celebrity Drag Race. We have five queens left. It was a great episode. Yeah. So you know what? I want to get right into it, Alec. Okay, after the break, we're going to see which one of the dynamic duos did the damn thing. Ew. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So we are back, and of course, RuPaul comes out in an entrance look that ends all entrance looks. She came out in an all-white gown, one shoulder, because she usually just has one shoulder. She had a mm-hmm. peplum and a full-length skirt underneath. Of course, she is cinched to the gods. She had on an amber wig in kind of like, almost like a 1950s Grace Kelly look because Ugh. of all this white. And she looked like Grace Kelly. She looked absolutely gorgeous. You know, it's hard wearing white on television. And RuPaul it does it so well. You know, they usually tell you, you know, whenever you do television, don't wear logos and don't wear white. Right. And she wears white. She's wearing it looks she, great. Did you ever wear all white on the real? No, because I don't want to look like a marshmallow. Um <laughs> or, you know, a wrapped up tortilla. I guess so. I don't want to look like that. But she wears it well. But you know, I'm learning that like, okay, because her waist is cinched mm-hmm. and she has all these layers to the dress. Right. And then she has the shoulder out. The white is kind of offset by all of these layers and things like that. So right. I think that's why she can get away with it. And of course, she looks fabulous. You know? Yeah, but it's true. I haven't seen her in white in forever. The three queens who come out in the kind of matching palette again were Jujubee, Brooklyn Heights, and Monet Exchange. Jujubee did a mermaid dress, but it was in tears. Almost of like marabou or feathers or lingerie. It's so cute. And she had a big 1970s kind of almost Farrah Fawcett wig that was blonde on the ends and had an ombre effect going dark towards her scalp. Brooklyn Heights did kind of a Marie Antoinette take. She had that Regency hairdo that went up with flowers in it and a full-length kind of Maria Antoinette look with kimono sleeves and a bustle. And Monet did like a foxy brown pink outfit. It was like a bell-bottom jumpsuit with this huge afro, and she looked absolutely fabulous. They called them three in the pink. So, and they gave us... I loved it. I loved it. They were so cute. And what I like about these three is that... Even during the episode, you can tell that they all get along. They're all doing their job so well. And they give us any behind-the-scenes tea for the week. That's right. With what is happening. And also, the judges this week were Michelle and Ross. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Jamal Sims is here to choreograph the queens. We love Jamal. (sighs) And the category this week was drag duets. Oh, I love the duets. And they are pairing up each of the celebrities with their own queen to do a drag duet number. Oh, that's what we love about Drag Race. I love it. Because you can always pull back and, you know, you bring back the queens from prior episodes. So I was excited about this. Yeah, there's so much talent to pull from. And I was going through my news this morning and looking at the newspaper, and I sometimes look at the History Channel page. And Uh just for fun, I typed in the word drag. Uh Uh-huh. As a search, and it used to be that cross-dressing was against the law in the United States. Did you know that? Really? Yes. It started out, and this is so funny, it started out as a law against rural farmers. Because what rural farmers did in order to avoid paying taxes was they would dress up as Native Americans. (laughs) 
they would dress up as Native Americans out in the middle. So it was like an anti-costume thing. But uh -huh. remember when I talked about our friend, the freed slave, who started the drag balls in Washington, D.C. in the 1800s? Yes. All of a sudden, they thought that that was mental illness. Like, that was like deviancy. There's something wrong with you if you're oh. cross-dressing. And so they took those laws, which had originally applied to farmers, and put them on all drag queens. Anybody who cross-dressed. And then that was in place up until the 60s, right before Stonewall. And the law was, the official law in New York City, according to the History Channel, was you had to wear three items of clothing that matched up with your sex. Like if you were a man, you had to have three items of clothing. They would count it. And it counted for women, too. There was a woman who spent six months in jail because she was dressed as a man. Wow. In Brooklyn. Isn't that interesting? That is so interesting. Yeah. And now they're on television. The law was officially abolished at the end of Stonewall. They weren't enforcing it anymore. But I just thought that was crazy that you could really be arrested. And furthermore, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, when you were arrested for cross-dressing, they would take mm -hmm. pictures of you as you left the club. So you would lose your job or that your whole oh. family would know. It was meant to humiliate you. And, you know, we have come such a long way. We still have a lot of work and process, you know, mm -hmm. to do for mm -hmm. equality for all people. But it's Absolutely. important to know about these types of things. And that's what we have you here for, Alec. Because... That's right. That's your <laughs> Lonnie is here to incite violence against Nicki Minaj. Break and a leg. I'm here. <laughs> break a leg. You break a leg. You break a leg. <laughs> I'm break a leg. How you do that to my Nicki? Like, it's, uh, I okay. just, uh, the, okay, the idea that somebody reads that and goes, oh, how dare she say that? And I said, congratulations. Okay, 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 okay. Let's get into the performances. The first duet up is Donna Bellissima, our resident big girl. And yes. they paired her up with another big girl superstar, Silky Nutmeg Ganache. The thing about Donna is she's been dealing with body insecurity issues. Yes, yes. And she kind of pointed that out again. And yes. so that's the reason why they wanted to pair her with Silky Nutmeg. And I think because Silky is a big and proud girl, yes. this was the right type of pairing. What did you think? Well, the thing that's amazing about Silky Nutmeg Ganache is not just that she's a big girl, but that it doesn't stop her from doing anything. Mm. It doesn't stop her from being a performer. It doesn't stop her from dancing. Like it, it somehow she she defies gravity. <laughs> She's like, but it goes beyond that. It's her essence of herself as a queen is, yes, I'm big. Yes, I'm a larger girl, but it doesn't stop me from being sexy. It doesn't stop me from being amazing. And to pair her up with Donna Bellissima was genius because Donna Bellissima did bring up the fact that when she was growing up, she had a lot of body shame. She was ashamed of her body. She was afraid to take off her shirt. And so they did a very sexual number as two kind of ladies who are out on a summer day in cutoff shorts and bikini tops doing salt and peppers. What a man. And Michelle Vassage says, that looked like a summer in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> With two ladies just hanging out. I mean, Donna looks fabulous. Yeah. You know what? And before we, we go back into their performances, mm -hmm. I want to talk about the body insecurity a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. 
This week, Lizzo had to deal with someone, and he is a comic friend of ours, Aerie Spears. Uh Aerie Spears did an interview, and in the interview... Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. He was asked about, oh, do you like Lizzo? Right. And he said some good things about her, but then he just went totally left and started talking about, oh, you know, how big she is and... You know, we don't see this or, you know, and it, it was a bunch of negativity. It was negative. Yeah. Okay. Now, as a comic, you're listening to, because I haven't seen the actual interview. I just heard about mm-hmm. it. As a comic, you watching that, was he being serious or was he goofing around? Okay. This is the problem with comedy right now, okay. in my opinion. All right. What people want to joke about, mm-hmm. we have to change about certain things that we joke about. Because as you modernize, you think about the insecurities or the meanness. I've right. never been a mean comic. I've always okay. tried to be, you know, self-deprecating on myself mm-hmm. or I'm more observational and I'll look at yeah. something. But right. what he was doing was you're singling out a person who is definitely proud of who they are and you're trying yes. to put them down. And to me, that's punching down. And in comedy, okay. we usually don't punch down. We mm-hmm. punch up. And so right. if we do jokes, we do jokes about people that, you know, are like rich people or yes. like politicians or something like that. What right. he was doing, it just came off as mean. It didn't come off as okay. funny. It didn't come off as a joke. It just came off as mean. I don't know Aries, so I remember him from Mad TV yes. and everything. I don't know him personally. Do you know him? Do you feel like he was like, this is an issue with him? I think Aries is going through something because when you've been on a TV show, I mean, this is just my honest opinion. Okay, all right. It's, when you've been on a TV show and you don't have a lot going on, mm. you tend to just say, okay, let me just say something to say something. I mean, okay. there was no reason for him to literally attack her. And he actually doubled down on <gasps> it because so many people did the backlash, like, you know, he went and he even doubled down and put out oh, another he, video. Yeah, and that's all this him other, being defensive. Yeah, you know? and it's yeah. just like, it, you know, it's no good. And the thing and the, to button this all up is that Lizzo, she did win an award for VMAs. I think mm-hmm. it was best video for About Damn Time. Right. She did give a acceptance speech. And in the acceptance speech, she said to the media and people out there that are talking about me, I'm winning, bitches. I'm quote phrasing. Oh, but- see. <laughs> so, but this is what people that are different constantly mm-hmm. have to do you know they constantly have to speak up for themselves right whether it's lgbtq whether it's body insecurities mm-hmm. so to see someone like donna you know admit you know she has these insecurities and this is the reason why we love drag is because whatever your insecurity is drag is a way for you to bring it out and own it And that's what I love about this whole art form. Yeah. And what this does for me is it expands the idea. It expands the definition of what beauty is. You know what I mean? Beauty becomes a more diverse thing. Margaret Cho told me this story about once she was on, you know, when you do those radio shows, Mm -hmm. unlike a podcast, you know, in the local (laughs) town saying, I'll be at the Ha Ha Hut in in Holland, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So she was being interviewed and the guy said, what if you could wave a magic wand and you could wake up one morning? and be 5'10 and blonde and thin, would you do it? And she stopped the interview and she goes, first of all, I'm going to stop because I feel sorry for you because that is such a narrow definition of beauty. 
and right. what you think beauty is. And it turned into this whole thing where she turned it against the guy thinking, you know, just kind of exposed that that's your definition of beauty and it's so small. And what drag does is it always kind of expands the boundaries of what's beautiful, what's interesting, what's glamorous. And that's what they did in this number. Because, they, like you said, they were both in Daisy Dukes. They mm-hmm. were both in bras. <laughs> and they were both acting really sexual in a way with these hot dancers rubbing up against them in a way that's completely believable and I get it and is appropriate in a drag show. Yes. And you know what? The judges really enjoyed it. They loved Donna. They said she knew the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And then Silky said that it was an honor to be on stage. I really enjoyed it. They were on this surfboard. Yeah. And the thing about for me being in a duet is that you should have some connection. And you Mm -hmm. could tell that Donna and Silky Nutmeg had a connection. It was a wonderful performance for me. Up next was Chakra 7, fly by Nicki Minaj. Oh, Lord, I can't get... (laughs) You can't get away from her. She's following me. And um, it was Chakra 7, and her pairing was with Eureka O'Hara. Do you know Eureka? I do. I do. She's fabulous. She's really, really great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, talk about owning the things you feel insecure about. You know, you told me that joke earlier that you were so big in kindergarten, they thought you were a sixth grader or one of the (laughs) teachers. Eureka told me the same story, that she was always bigger than the other kids. So even when she was in kindergarten, they were like, you're not supposed to be in there. So this is somebody who's been othered her whole life for her body, but she's turned it into a badge of courage. She's turned it into a positive. Definitely. The song was Fly By, Nicki Minaj and Rihanna. Mm -hmm. They were both in cages, like they were birds. They were dressed up as birds. And I love the costumes, Alec. Yes, they were both in these patent leather costumes. Chakra 7 was in an orange. She was an orange bird with a great big plume of green hair. And they had wings, kind of balls like bat wings. And it was made out of patent leather. Eureka was in a similar outfit, but it was navy blue with green trim. And she had a white plume. And they were birds in cages. It was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. The music this week is, like, when I think of drag numbers, I think of Burners. You know, I think of, like, the entire Beyonce album that's out right now, which I can't stop listening to. I love Um, it. It's so good. And each time a song starts, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite song. Oh, this is my favorite song. Right. But, like, every once in a while, I'll just go, I love myself, goddamn. Like, that's my favorite (laughs) thing. Um, uh, So they, they had slower numbers this week. And this was one of them. They did a ballad and it was, they chose to be very dramatic. They were birds that were liberated and they had a very dramatic dance together. And again, this was a pairing where it seemed like they liked each other a lot. Yeah. I, well. What's your problem? If you go back and look at it. Okay. This is just my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, I, we know how you feel about Nicki Minaj. So. (laughs) I love Nicki. (laughs) But at the very beginning, maybe Mm. I saw it wrong. I saw Eureka hold her hand out to Chakra, and I felt like Chakra didn't... Didn't reach back? Yeah, and she wasn't really connecting. It was more like she was in her own space. That's just how I... When I looked at it. And I feel like if you're going to be with someone, 
it needs to be you you have to show them you have to notice that they're there <laughs> yeah that's all i'm saying when there's a seven foot drag queen next to you on stage <laughs> reaching out for you you should acknowledge them um <laughs> that's all i'm saying i'm saying she i mean you could tell eureka was trying to i just felt like that and it was like shocker was like i'm you know me right. and but it was a great performance yeah. it's just that with it being duets i expect for there to be and you see that in the other if you go back and you look at it you see it in the other performances i okay. didn't feel that from them but it was a great performance anyway they both looked good they performed right. the song well i just wish that there was a little more there was one connection where eureka picked her up um, oh, that was picked cute. up chakra yeah and that was the campy fun part mm-hmm. and the judges loved them together and they look great together and it was a great story you know chakra seven won last week and she won last week because she connected with the song and she mm-hmm. was so emotional and i think that that was her crossover moment and even though this wasn't like as spectacular performance as last week you can still see her being connected to what she's doing i have a a one funny story about eureka we were at a fashion show together last month it was a fundraiser and there were all these hot boys strutting out on stage in their underwear and we were in the audience together and all of a sudden eureka just yelled out i love dick Don't we all? And so that just became our catchphrase for the night. I love dick! Oh, I love that. Don't we all? That's my kind of girl. I want to hang out with her, okay? Who's um, next, Lonnie? Thirsty Von Trop. Uh, and Thirsty worked with... Thirsty worked with Katya. Katya. Yes. And it was Let Me Blow Your Mind by E mm. featuring Gwen Stefani. Uh, one of my favorite songs. E-V-E. First of all... Let's talk about what they had on. They First of all, Thirsty was beautiful. Beautiful. That she was beautiful face. last week. She is beautiful. Oh. She is like, if she doesn't become a drag queen professionally after this, this is like a whole other income stream for her. They both came out in 1950s A-line dresses, kind of like, but they were very <sighs> glittery looking. They were very conservative <sighs> looking and they, they were cinched at the waist. Thirsty was in a lavender A-line dress that had like a crinoline at the bottom peeking out like almost like an undergarment. And Katya had the same version, but it was red. So uh, she almost looked like Mrs. Santa Claus. And she so had a, a white wig. And they had some kind of, the number, I didn't quite understand it. They said it was it was like when, <laughs> when Kennedy Davenport said trade didn't like the session mm-hmm. and after night they gutted me and I crystallized. What? So they said that they were selling a cream that made men take off their clothes. Yes. I didn't quite get that from the number. But again, Thirsty's so beautiful, I didn't care well it was glamour with an edge that's what the mm-hmm. judges said but the judges did agree with you that they didn't really understand the story mm-hmm. which is why probably she didn't rank as high but mm-hmm. i was so busy watching how beautiful she looked yeah. and moved and grooved that i was like i was okay with it and right. they worked well together which again right. that's what i was looking for if this is a duet duets you should acknowledge your partner and see how right. you work well with them and they they, they, they need did. to simplify on these stories, okay? I think there's somebody, there's some producer at Secret Celebrity Drag Race who goes, let's bring showmanship, but it's too much. Like like Donna Bellissima, it was like, she's in Italy, now she's stomping grapes, now she's shopping, and she has, no, just do a drag number. But, you know, but, do, mean, do a death drop and some splits, and you don't need to bring him. It makes sense, though, because, you know, it's like, you still have to have some showmanship for yes. the viewers. So yes, I but think simplify that, you know, it. 
Okay. You're selling a cream that makes men take their clothes off. I, I didn't get that from this number. Okay. Well, up next, maybe you like this one. Poppy Love, her duet partner was Morgan McMichaels. Morgan the, McMichaels. Who's do you a know Morgan? I do know Morgan. And Morgan is like, she comes across as a bitch, right? That's her persona. <laughs> Like, she's really tough. She's a tough Scottish boy. You know, like, she always, like, she's like, I wish somebody would try to fag bash me. I'm going to kick their ass. Like, she's, she's like, has her dukes up. <laughs> Morgan lives in Los Angeles, a little bit outside of Los Angeles, works all week, plays Riverside, plays Palm Springs, plays wow. West Hollywood, that triangle, travels all week long. And when Queens moved to California for the first time, they all stay with Morgan. Really? Yeah, because oh. Morgan's expression is, fuck with me, you're stuck with me. If you know me, <laughs> you know, she's so generous with all... There's so many queens who, like, when I first moved to L.A., I stayed with Morgan and, oh. you know, performed with her. She's so generous. She's oh, a lovely, wow. lovely person. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why the song that they performed was The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica, one of my okay. favorite songs. That's why they worked really well together. Let's talk about their outfits. Okay, so... First of all, the the show the <laughs> This was funny. We went we went from the cream to a maternity ward <laughs> where they were both giving birth. Yes. They both had patent leather kind of hospital gowns. Now I love this show because you can turn a hospital gown into drag. Yes. It was like a cinched hospital gown, but it was baby doll length and they wore opera gloves with it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have fashion, baby. Okay. Yeah. While they're giving birth. And then they had full length, thigh high, white patent leather boots with the hospital gown. So hilarious. And they were giving birth. And as they were giving birth, the blanket covered the bottom of the bed and the dancers crawled out dressed as babies. Hilarious. You know when something is hilarious when RuPaul does that signature laugh. Yeah. I mean, I love to hear RuPaul. Yeah, so funny. Because this was so ridiculous. Oh, it was. And they were telling Poppy Love last week, take it even further. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing that you think is the most stupid, do that. And she did it in this. It was so silly and over the top. And she was well matched by Morgan. Because we know Poppy Love can do choreo. We know that. We know that yes. he's a dancer. We choreography. Know he... Choreography. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Don't don't drink in Vegas. Choreography. Dana Carvey used to do this one joke. They said there's one phrase, drunk or sober sounds exactly the same, and that's judicial system. For me, it's choreography. Choreography. Okay. But we know Poppy Love can do the moves, right? Mm-hmm. This was something that was campy, that's edgy, and that's what the actual judges have been wanting her to do something different because she gets the moves, but this was something that was so campy, so crazy, so So funny, and it worked. Yeah, it was Um, ridiculous. It was so much fun. They said it was a drag masterpiece. Yeah. That's what they said. So (laughs) up next, Millie Von Sunshine and Got Nick. Oh, I love Got Nick. I I love Got Nick. I love Got Nick. I, do, I, love, I, I love her. She's so cool. Oh, She's so, so cool. great. And I love that Got Mick is Got Mick is a trans man who competed on season 13 and has just again expanded the boundaries of drag. Got Mick is a famous makeup artist. She 
had done, I refer to her as she when I'm referring to her in drag. She was the makeup artist for Paris Hilton, for all these famous people, and was always interested in drag, was always interested in the art form, and just absolutely killed it in her season. Definitely. So she was paired up with Millie Von Sunshine, who was accused of being a perfectionist. So yes. she wanted to really kind of take her out of it. So they played stewardesses, mm-hmm. again, drag stewardesses. Now, what does a drag stewardess wear? They were... <laughs> They were each in capelets and gigantic blonde hairdos. Is that what it's called? Yes. A capelet? A capelet, where the cape doesn't go all the way down. It's just a capelet. And um, (laughs) their hair was so big, this is why I thought it was funny, that the shortest hat was just tacked onto the side of the wig. Mm. And she wore almost kind of like a pink bikini. Gottmik wore an orange one. They were all in a pantyhose and white pumps and they were stewardesses on a very bumpy flight lip syncing to you've got me walking side to side by ariana grande Mm -hmm. featuring who my friend Nicki minaj (laughs) i can't get away from Nicki. (laughs) (laughs) you guys did this on purpose you did this on purpose to me how many Nicki minaj songs are we going to do? Yeah, and you <laughs> haven't followed up a tweet or anything and saying, it's an expression, stupid. No, I like, did. I did? did do. Oh, okay. I did do that. I did do that. And um, <sighs> from the one follower that actually told me I was getting dragged. Anyway, <laughs> look, this is the thing about what the judges were saying okay. about Millie Von Sunshine. Is that like what you said earlier? She wants to be perfect. And drag is fun. Yeah. Drag is over the top. It's mm-hmm. camp. It's This is what I'm learning about it. I think that she's just caught up in, I want to be pretty. I want to be beautiful. That's not, yeah. that's a part of drag, but that's not all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, drag is an exaggeration. Camp is an exaggeration. It's taking something serious and making it ridiculous. And Millie Von Sunshine is a great performer. She's a great dancer. But what I noticed with this was she came out and performed first and then Gottmik came out yep. and kind of upstaged her. Like yeah. I felt like Gottmik was so much more exaggerated in this mm-hmm. and I think that was noticeable. Like Gottmik was giving a drag performance mm-hmm. and Millie was doing her perfection thing, which is great, but it they needed her to go a little further. Definitely. And the judges agreed with you on that. Right. Last up, Chick LaFay and her partner was... Violet Tchotchke. Wow. This was really great. This This was was my favorite. This was my favorite. Me too. Chick LaFay has been killing it, I think, from the very beginning. Last week, she did Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna, Mm -hmm. dressed as a Girl Scout. This time, they did You Can Do Miracles, the duet between Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. When You Believe. When You... Oh, what did I say? You can't do miracles. I believe in you miracles. Can, oh, when you when you believe they did. I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. <laughs> and no, Alec, they did. When you believe, who's been in Vegas? Is it you or me? <laughs> Come on. They they both came out in full length silver sequined gowns oh, that were yes. form fitting. A cinch yes. at the waist, hips and boobs snatched, snatched long sleeves. Chick Lafay was in a platinum wig, and Violet Tchotchke was in her signature black wig. And they did a, a duet like they were both pop stars who hated each other but were trying to keep it together. <laughs> 
So when Violet Chachki came out and started singing after Chiclete, Chiclete did kind of like that fake clapping, like, oh, great, she's here. Yes. And then yes. they proceeded to, like, rip sleeves off for each other. <laughs> Rip pieces it. of clothing off each other. It was like a very controlled cat fight, and it was hilarious. When I say I enjoyed this, I enjoyed it so much. And this is the thing about Chick LaFay. What the judges wanted her to do was to just be still a little more and find yes. the comedy in being still and standing there. Right. And because she's so used to moving and she thinks that comedy involves movement, but sometimes it's just sitting in the silence or just standing there. You can right. make an impression. And that's what this particular performance was about. And when they started ripping off the clothes, though, I just lost it. That was so funny. That was really, really funny. My version of that on stage doing stand-up is I always used to get panicky when it got quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I watch all these comics at Uncabaret tell stories here in Los Angeles and who are fine with the silence in between. Mm-hmm. Like, I always speak to my own short attention span, so I get worried if it's quiet and I'm like... It's like, mm-hmm. no, you can have a little rest. You can be still and be powerful on stage. And that's what Violet Chachki taught Chick LeFay. And that was great. So That I mean, was really, really like good. Like I said, they loved it. So, you know. Who was your favorite performance of the week? Um, uh, uh, Lonnie Love. <laughs> inciting violence on Nicki Minaj. No, um, Chick LeFay. That was my favorite. Was my she's yes. she's kind of been my favorite every week. So they brought everybody out again, and they told who was safe and who the bottom two were. And the bottom two were Millie Von Sunshine and Thirsty mm-hmm. Von Trap. Now. <sighs> The thing that's hard in these elimination shows is when you're getting down to the wire, it becomes Mm -hmm. super nitpicky. You -hmm. could go out and kill it. But if somebody is better than you or gives a more connected performance by a hair, Mm. you can end up in the bottom two. And I think that's what happened this week. You know, these weren't my favorite performances, but they weren't bad at all. They were really good. So they came out and they did a lip sync for your life too. My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. I do. Have you met her? Yes, I've been on her show. Yes. She's a great girl. And it was funny because Kelly is so down home. She'll just start talking to you. And this is when she's still going through her divorce. But I was like, oh, Kelly, I'm going to hook you up with somebody. She said, "Uh uh-uh, girl. I'm not getting married ever again. I'm not. Oh no. She like she was like going through it, but she's so down home, which is the reason why when you look at her on her talk show, you feel just like she's your friend right. cuz that's just who she is. Right. And um but great girl and she sings a original song for every show. She has to learn wow. a song to open up her show. And I think they call it uh, Kellyoke now. Oh, but wow. She learns a new. And I was like, girl, how do you do that? I mean, it's really hard work because she's doing three or four. She's really talented. She's yeah. really talented. But that lets you know she loves music because mm-hmm. to learn a new song, I mean, she has to tape at least six or seven shows in a week. <sighs> so she's got to learn those songs. She rehearses it. And then she has to come and interview her guest, have all the segments ready. And then she's doing like the voice, all this other kind of stuff. I mean, she's just like, I just don't want her to get burnt out, to be honest, because, you know, me being a talk show host. Yes. I know what it's like. You right. Know, I just told her, just pace yourself, sweetie. Right. Did you ever reach a point where you're like, I'm doing too much. I gotta lie down. You know what? When my old ass 
now Alec, I'm tired. <laughs> like after this, I'm taking a nap. That's why yeah. I'm trying to hurry up. Lonnie, can you learn this song for the next girlfriend? <laughs> no. No, I won't. So they did My Love of Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Amazing. And the eliminated contestant turned out to be Millie Von Sunshine, who was revealed to be Jenna Ushkowitz. Ushkowitz. You may remember her from Glee, fabulous performer. Her charity was Planned Parenthood. And because of that, her charity, Planned Parenthood, received a donation of $5,000. Which is great. And Jenna was great. And she learned so much. That was one of the things that she said that her experience of drag has opened up her mind about what drag really is about. It's not just about one thing. So, okay, Squirrel Friends, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Oh, just a quick fact for all of our squirrel friends. Jenna is a two-time Tony Award winner. Two Tonys for her work as a producer of the Broadway musical Once on This Island and the Broadway play The Inheritance. She is the first Asian-American woman to pick up a producing Tony. That is amazing. Wow. That is amazing. And now she's been on Drag Race. I mean, this is just phenomenal. And I'm just like, she's such a powerhouse talent. She's also been nominated numerous times for Screen Actors Guild, Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy. Wow. She's just great. And, you know, to do this, to do drag, it just shows the range of her talent. Which yeah. Is I, I mean, to go beyond that, it's like a producer. She's like a business minded person in addition to being a talented person. And that's a killer combination that I wish I had. I'm talented, but I can't balance a checkbook. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad, Lonnie. Also, she's like, with that Tony, she's on her way to an EGOT. You've won an Emmy, so you just have to get the GOT. Have you got a Grammy? No, not yet. You know what? I tried to get a nomination. I Mm -hmm. couldn't even get a nomination for my, um, my book. 
You know how you could do a spoken word? So right. I tried to do that. So I have to do another book and see if I can get okay. that grant. All right. Or well, maybe I'll, I'll become a lyricist or something. Okay. And maybe I, I can get one. I won an award in the third grade for neatness. So I think that counts. Uh-huh. That's just as have good as an ego. Have you been on Broadway? Yes, I have. have. I've done three Broadway plays. I started <gasps> out as a very serious actress in New York City. So I've done three Broadway plays. Isn't that crazy? Me. Look at my friend. On the Broadway. That's what I want to do next. That's Broadway. A, you, you should do it. It's hard work, though. Eight shows a week. Oh, I'm used to it. Yeah. You know, we did six shows in a day. We I already know. said them. <laughs> Speaking of hard work, don't forget, when you talk about all of these queens... On social media, send them love. Let's change the culture of RuPaul's Drag Race fandom and just show everybody love on their socials. Lonnie Love, where can people show you love on your socials? Oh, my socials. Lonnie Love on Twitter and Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram. And make sure that you talk to the celebs. Like, let them know because this is a big deal for them to do Secret Celebrity Drag Race. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just send them a lot of love. And Alec, where can we find you on socials? You can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram and Twitter. I'm loving all of the DMs you're sending me. I got a great (laughs) DM the other day from a girl who listens to us in traffic in the Philippines. And she said to say hello to Lonnie. And I just thought I was so delighted thinking that there's somebody all the way around the world and we're helping their traffic jam. So we're not just doing a podcast, Lonnie. We're changing lives. I tell you, I tell you. (laughs) Technology. Listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, Episode, make sure to rate and review us five stars, please, and tell a friend. Catch new episodes of Secret Celebrity Drag Race Fridays on VH1. We'll be back next Monday for an all-new episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See ya. Break a leg. <laughs> <laughs> This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.